0: Welcome to season one of the Encourage podcast. I'm Becky Keefe, Encourage Community Manager, and I'm joined by my friend and fellow Encourage writer, Mary Carver. Mary is also the author of Courageous Joy, the new Bible study from Encourage. Mary and I are exploring what it means to delight in God through every season of our lives. The good, the ugly, the beautiful, and the broken. Nothing is off limits in these conversations because nothing in our lives is out of God's reach. Friend, do you long for lasting joy in a world that offers temporary pleasure? Do you wish your joy didn't sway with your circumstances or hinge on your performance? Then lean in as we learn together how to become women of courageous joy. Be back with you today. Hey, Becky. How's it going? I am going. I am going. I am going well. I'm not <laughs> so going that, anywhere. I'm right. sitting, I'm sitting here having this conversation
1: with you. How are you? Story of our last year. We're not going. Nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's going
0: anywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness. Today we are going to be talking about joy in who God made you to be. And Uh, my question that I wanted to lead out with is how can we find joy in who God made us to be? And I'm just going to go first, Mary, because God made me awkward as just (laughs) demonstrated here. Um, and I am learning to embrace the awkwardness and know that God is there delighting along with me. Okay. Your turn. I love that. I would say along the same lines,
1: I just, I think about, so in my family, Uh, I often tell my kids, like one of them will tell, like they're, you know, they're calling names and they're telling the other, that the other is weird. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you are. And I
0: love it. Oh, I love that.
1: Because I do. I would be so sad if I had boring kids. And so I think about that. And I think God must feel the same way about us because man, people are weird. Yes. Weird. You are like, we're all so quirky and different Mm -hmm. and awkward. And, and I think God must love that about us because those are the things more than anything else. I think those are the things that make us who we are.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's funny because I feel like Where did we get the idea? Actually, when I was a kid, my favorite compliment was, you're weird. I'd be like, thank you. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I know that that was not usually the response that people were going for, but I was, I was so weird as a kid, actually just the other day, um, a friend of mine. So like one of the weird things I was doing as a kid is like, I would ask my older sister like to like, I'm like, will you braid my hair? Not like one, like beautiful, like French braid down the back or even to like, you know, pigtails on the side. No, I wanted three braids, like sticking out the (laughs) sides of my head or like, will you braid my bangs? And then I'd have like little like rubber bands, like hitting my um, eyebrows. Like, I don't always look back on these photos fondly, but in the moment, (laughs) um, I just was who I was. Um, And yet somewhere along the way, like this idea of like, we have to fit in these cookie cutters and anything that is outside of those edges should like extra dough. It should be like pulled off and Mm -hmm. discarded. And when I think about finding joy in who God made us to be, I think about what are those things that I'm tempted to want to cut around and discard and -hmm. throw away and hide. And maybe it's my awkwardness. Maybe it's also sometimes I feel like I feel too empathetic. Like my husband's like, why, you don't know that person. Why are you, why are you crying for them? You can't do anything to change their circumstances. I'm like, I know, but I just, I feel it for them or I can get, you can cry for them. Right. I'm like, or I can get really excited, like too excited. And it's like, whoa, like simmer down Becky. But like, why hide those things instead? Like maybe like you're saying, like God is like that loving father who's like, yeah, that's, that's my girl. That's my crazy, awkward, empathetic girl. Yes. I
1: think that sometimes we start to feel uncomfortable with those really quirky, unusual or unique parts of us because, uh, the world tells us to, yeah. Like someone telling you as a child that you're weird. Mm -hmm. I think about, um, the summer before my daughter went to kindergarten and a distant relative observed her behavior and her outfit that she had chosen for herself and said, you better fix that before she goes to school. Mm. And I was not happy because how dare you Yeah, fix it. But the world tells us that who we are and how we are and how God made us is not Okay. And sometimes it's funny things like how we like our hair done, but other times it's, it goes a little deeper, like in today's story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good, um, segue Mary. Thank you. So today we are going to hear another story from an encouraged writer. And today the story is from Lucretia Berry. And this story appears on week three, day three of the courageous joy Bible study, Um, And it is beautiful and powerful and vulnerable.
2: So let's listen. Like a proud hen, our preschool director, Miss Sharon, guided us, her precious little chicks, through the local market checkout lane. Now, as an older preschooler, I was experiencing the thrill of a field trip to the store located only blocks away from the school. I felt so grown up walking along downtown sidewalks while taking in all the sights, sounds, and smells. Interacting with our community beyond the familiar home and family helps us to shape notions about identity and how we fit in the world as we moved through the checkout lane mindful not to touch anything that didn't belong to us, the cashier who seemed very familiar with our preschool director, scanned all of our curious faces and said, I didn't know that you were accepting spots at the preschool. My intuition told me that something was wrong. Scrunching up her face to express confusion and disapproval, Miss Sharon leaned in toward the cashier, and asked her what she was talking about. The cashier glared at me, the only black child in the class, and then repeated herself. I didn't know that you were accepting spots. But this time, the cashier was firmly interrupted. Miss Sharon suddenly and gently shooed us past the cashier, attempting to shield us from her hurtful words. But I understood that Miss Sharon was embarrassed by what the woman had said about me. Miss Sharon then proceeded to reprimand the cashier. I don't remember what Miss Sharon said, but decades later, I can still see her face red with anger and feel her tense tone as she forced words through clenched white teeth and punctuated them with her wagging finger. Though perplexed by this, by the time I entered elementary school, I understood that the world had classified little Black girls like me as insignificant, not fully deserving of respect. Years of racist comments, the erasure of Black people from history lessons and religious imagery and the misrepresentation of my ancestors' stories should have compounded to fortify a narrative of hopelessness. As a child, I should have been destroyed under the weight of society's toxic behavior. But thankfully, the world's narrative wasn't the only one I heard. One Sunday morning, my Sunday school teacher read from Psalm 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. She then paraphrased it by saying, God does not make junk. God creates everything and everyone with intention and purpose. My young heart was overwhelmed with a joy that supersedes the world's interpretation of me. I am who God says I am.
1: Hey, it's Mary, and I'm taking a quick break here to let you in on a little secret. That story you just heard? Well, that story and many more just like it are a part of the Courageous Bible Study series from Encourage. Throughout this whole year at Encourage, we are exploring what it means to be a woman of courage in all aspects of our lives. The latest Bible study, Courageous Joy, is available now. Get a copy for you and one for a friend at dayspring.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. And if you use the code podcast25 at dayspring.com, you can save 25% and get free shipping on Courageous Joy.
0: I'm so grateful that Lucretia chose to share this story with our community. And I just want to start by acknowledging that those words spoken over Lucretia are not okay. No, absolutely not. And if you are listening and you have had similar words of prejudice and racism spoken over you, I'm really sorry. I hate that that is your experience and it is definitely not okay.
1: It's not okay. And it's not God's heart for you or for any of us.
0: No. And so... As a white woman, um, I have to acknowledge that I have not had the same type of experience Lucretia has, but I think in some way we all have experienced feeling a level of shame over our identity or over what other people say about us. Would you say that's true for you, Mary? Yeah, I would say that's true. I mean, I also am,
1: I'm white and I have not experienced the same things that Lucretia has, but have I felt ashamed of who I am um, or how I look?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think we all have. Um, when Becky and I started talking about this week of the study in this episode, I, I immediately thought about how I feel every time I go to the airport mm. to fly. Now, granted, haven't done that in a while because, right. you know, things pandemic, but um, But if you are listening and not watching us, um, just to give you some context, I am a plus size lady. I take up more space than others do. And when I get on a plane, I dread looking at the person I'm sitting next to Mm. because I'm so afraid that they will be upset Mm. or disgusted or irritated And then I had to sit by them for the next three hours is just (laughs) knowing that they are upset that I'm taking up too much space. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I don't fly that often, so it doesn't happen that often, but feeling that way, Mm -hmm. you know, standing in line, um, sitting on the bleachers at a ball game. Mm -hmm. I feel that pretty frequently. And that is me putting that on myself. I get, I'm struggling what to say because I don't want to say that God doesn't care about our physical health because he does. Mm -hmm. He cares about our physical appearance because he made us and he loves us, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason he says in the old Testament, and then there we see echoes of it throughout scripture that, you know, while man looks on outward appearance, the Lord looks at the heart, Mm -hmm. but it's easy to forget that. Yeah. When we compare ourselves to everyone else or the world tells us that what we look like or how we are, isn't good.
0: Right. Yeah. God's word says that you are perfectly and wonderfully made, but the world will say you would be better if you were this size, or some people believe you would be better if your skin was this color. And that's a really hard thing to reconcile when we know the truth of God's word, and yet the world that we live in is continually preaching other messages. That's yeah. really hard.
2: Yeah.
1: What about you? Have you experienced that type of dichotomy, I guess, between what God mm-hmm. says and what the world says? hmm
0: You know, for me, what I resonated with in Lucretia's story was how powerful someone's words can be over us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that in Lucretia's story, she had that Sunday school teacher to remind her of God's truth and that that truth was able to embed in her young heart. Um, But yeah, I, someone very close to me when I was a teenager, um, said to me one time, you know, Becky, everyone always tells me what an amazing person you are. And she listed off a bunch of accolades of mine. And she said, but when I look at you, all I see is a selfish girl. Oh, and that became a banner over my life for Mm -hmm. a really, really long time, even now, even after lots of time in therapy, (laughs) not (laughs) not just for that, but you know, for, for things in life in general, but like, that's that partial truth. I mean, we're all selfish. Yes. Like there are times where I am selfish like that, but that partial truth twisted and became, um, grafted into my identity and who I believed I was, Mm. um, and colored a whole lot about the way I believed other people saw me the way I believed God saw me. Um, and so it just reminds me of how important it is. And I'm so grateful for, for opportunities to, to study God's word, because we need to replace those partial twisted truths Mm. with, capital T truth of who God really says that we are. And he says that the old has gone and the new has come that he doesn't see my selfish sin, that, that he knows that that person who said that was, was wounded and in her own woundedness, Satan used her to strike an arrow at my heart in a way that would really, um, penetrate. And so I don't have a tidy bow to this story. I know you're not expecting one, but I just want to say, yeah, it's.
1: Our words are so powerful. And yeah, I think replacing every lie with God's truth is the only way that we can find freedom
0: Mm -hmm.
1: from, from the, the shackles that those words can place on us. And I am so sorry. I mean, in, in all the things I've ever thought about Becky Keefe. Selfish has absolutely never been one of them.
0: Hmm.
1: I can't I can't even imagine. <laughs> Thanks, friend. And I know that you have really internalized the value and the power of our words because you are so generous with your kind words of truth to others. Hmm. I have a little card in my Bible that you send me saying, it was just all nice words. It wasn't just a list, but it felt like it. You're like, you're this, and I see this in you and this, and I love this about you. And that meant so much to me. I've kept it. Hmm. So, I mean, I think it's good for us to remember how powerful our words are, but also just when we can speak the word of God over one another. And when we can, when we can seek that
0: out for ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that Mary. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as we talk about like joy in who God made us to be, yes, it is the fact that he, he doesn't despise my, my awkward pauses <laughs> and my, you know, my silly laugh. Um, but it's also that he just, he, he knows us so intimately and he knows the mm. ways that we struggled in the past and the ways that we struggle now. And I think about that we can find joy in who God made us to be not because we're asking him to like take away all the, all of the flaws and the hard, but like the fact that he is with us here in it, like he is with you, Mary, Mm -hmm. when you travel on an airplane and have to fight for the truth that you are not too much, that you are worthy of being here and alive and a part of this world think of our sisters of color who have experienced racism and how much they must have to cling to the truth that God delights in a diverse array of beauty. And he did not make one language or skin tone or hair type or eye color by mistake. It was by design that we would reflect the full spectrum of God's glory and creativity. Yeah. When, yeah. When the Bible says we were created in the image of
1: God, that doesn't leave anybody out. Every single one of us, every single one of us, no matter what we look like, no matter how we talk, how we run or don't run or all of it, we're made in his image. And when he made us, he said, it is good. It is good
0: which leads us so perfectly into the verse that I want us to um, focus on this week to encourage you to memorize, write it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, uh, read it every time you brush your teeth. And it is Psalm 139, 13 to 14. And if you can, not if you're driving, but if you're listening to this and you are in a place where you can close your eyes, I would encourage you just to do that and just receive these words, my sisters. God's word says this, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous. I know this very well. Do you have a closing word that you would want to say today, Mary? Well, I don't know that anything I say could
1: top that, but I just think you know all of the above to all of your suggestions becky of taping this on your mirror making it your prayer acknowledging back to god in gratitude and with joy that he made you and he made you wonderful and just holding on to that today
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Encourage podcast. If you want to learn more about becoming a woman of courageous joy, pick up the Courageous Joy Bible Study, available on dayspring.com or wherever books are sold. This study is great to do on your own or with a group of friends. If you want a free preview, visit encourage.me forward slash and we will send you the first week of the Courageous Joy Bible Study. Friends, we pray that you will feel God's delight over you today as you walk in His joy.
1: The Encourage podcast is sponsored by Dayspring, makers of our favorite cards, journals, and gifts. Need a little hope and encouragement? Head over to dayspring.com.